Think you know what's going on with the war between Israel and Hamas? Think you're being fed the truth by the mainstream media? Can you really trust the narrative that's being forced on you? Gaza has been under a brutal attack by Israel for over two months now. You have to eventually ask yourself if the carnage is worth it. We all know what happened on October 7th to Israelis. But as I give Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu a license to kill everyone and everything in sight in Gaza, the wages of this war are being paid by innocent civilians, both Israeli and Palestinian. Maybe you wouldn't call it genocide, but would you label it as correct? How many dead babies are worth the pursuit against Hamas? Can this be done with more precision than just indiscriminately blowing Gaza to bits? While thinking about those questions, consider these 10 facts about the war that Israel is waging against Gaza. You probably didn't hear about this on the mainstream news. Number one, why is Israel shooting their own people? Three Israeli hostages were spotted in Gaza City. IDF soldiers shot and killed all three of them. But why? They must have not known they were hostages, right? Wrong. The hostages emerged from a building shirtless and waving a white flag. Two were killed immediately, and a third man was injured. One was even crying out loud for help in Hebrew. That's when the Israeli battalion commander called for a ceasefire. The injured man ran back inside. When he reemerged, the officers then shot him dead. Afterward, the building was searched. That's when that white flag was discovered, and on it was written, SOS, help, three hostages. So is the IDF so incompetent that it can't differentiate between hostages and the enemy, Or is it just another breach of rules of engagement that Israel will get away with? Number two, where did those tunnels come from? Do you recall those tunnels underneath Gazan hospitals that Israel claims Hamas is using as their headquarters? It's the excuse Israel uses for bombing civilian hospitals whenever they feel like it. It's bandied about as a cheap trick by Hamas to use civilians as cover. But what if I told you that Israel built those tunnels? Check out this interview on CNN, where former Israel Prime Minister Ehud Barak exposes the truth about the tunnels. What is your view of whether your government, your military, has done a good enough job of proving their claim that there was a major command center and bunker under al-Shifa? Uh, it's uh, it's already known for many years that they have in the bunkers that originally was built by Israeli constructors underneath Shifa or were used as a command post uh, of the Hamas and a kind of a, a junction of several uh, several uh, tunnels uh, part of the system. I don't know to say to what extent it is a major. It's probably not the the only uh, kind of command post, several others are under other uh, hospitals or in other uh, sensitive places, but it's for sure had been used by, uh, by uh, Hamas even during this uh, conflict. Well, when you say it was built by Israeli engineers, did you misspeak? <laughs> No, no, somebody, you know, decades ago, we were uh, running the place. So we held them, it was decades, many decades ago, probably five, four decades ago, that we helped them to build these uh, bunkers in order to enable uh, more, more, uh, more space for the operation of the hospital within the very limited uh, size of this compound. Number three, how many women and children have to die? Think this is a war about rooting out Hamas? That it's just about Israel asserting its right to defend itself after the October 7th attack? 
think again. Nearly 20,000 Palestinians have been killed. These are civilians, not enemy combatants. Everyone refers to October 7th as Israel's 9-11. But think about what this is to Palestinians. With nearly 20,000 dead, they've experienced the magnitude of 9-11 nearly seven times over. Now of those 20,000 dead, 70% are women and children. To get more specific, that's 8,000 dead kids. But the living are suffering too. The warfare has injured more than 50,000 Palestinians. And a majority of Gaza's 2.2 million people have been displaced as a result of the fighting. Number four, Israel's international war violations. Israel bombed a Lebanese village with white phosphorus back in October. It incinerated at least four homes and infused nine people. White phosphorus burns at incredibly high temperatures and sticks to the skin. Israel claims they complied with international law, using it for smoke screens and not for targeting. However, the white phosphorus was used at night when a smokescreen wasn't needed. There were also no Israeli troops on the Lebanese border, so masking wasn't needed. As Israel expands its attacks against Hamas and Gaza to Hezbollah in Lebanon, many fear this conflict may escalate to a regional war. With American-made weapons being used, it could pull the U.S. into yet another messy and violent Middle Eastern conflict. Number five, civilians are suffering more than enemy combatants. Since the war began, Israel has not only destroyed local bakeries and food warehouses, but also obliterated roads that transport humanitarian aid. Israel has also set up a total blockade, allowing them to restrict food, water, and fuel from entering Gaza. The damage has been devastating. More than 90% of Gaza's 2.2 million people are in a food crisis, according to the World Food Program. 97% of the groundwater in Gaza is unfit for human consumption after the destruction of pipelines and treatment sources, according to Human Rights Watch. The monthly number of trucks carrying food into Gaza has fallen by more than 80%. Before the war, at least 10,000 trucks entered Gaza every month. In just the first two months alone, less than 1,300 trucks in total entered Gaza. Since the war began, Gaza has received only 10% of the food needed for its entire population. Number six, destroyed hospitals. Less than a third of Gaza's 36 hospitals are in operation. The rest have been destroyed by Israel. The 14 hospitals that are still standing are only partially functioning. Out of the 3,500 beds that Gaza's hospitals used to provide, only 1,400 beds are now available. Number seven, a new kind of abortion, babies left to die in Gaza. A November 9th airstrike hit Al-Nasir Medical Center, cutting off the neonatal intensive care unit's oxygen supply. The hospital staff and critically ill patients were evacuated amid the ground invasion of Gaza by Israeli forces. However, not all the babies could be removed, as some were on oxygen machines. Five premature infants in intensive care were not able to be evacuated. Since then, a video of the abandoned hospital has emerged. It showed those five dead babies. According to two independent forensic pathologists who saw the video, the babies were in advanced stages of decomposition. One baby had insects crawling all over it, which is consistent with the time frame of the hospital attack and evacuation. Imagine the chaos of a war zone so intense that preemie babies had to be abandoned. Number eight, why are journalists being killed? More than 60 journalists have been killed in the Israel-Hamas war. For context, it's more deadly than the Russia-Ukraine war. In fact, it has quickly become the deadliest conflict for journalists to cover in more than 30 years. Number nine, how many civilians have to die to defeat Hamas? 
Nearly 5,000 terrorists have been killed in the war so far. For every combatant killed, two civilians have died. That's according to an Israeli assessment given to foreign press. IDF spokesperson Jonathan Conricus went on CNN to discuss these figures. He referred to this two-to-one death ratio as, quote, tremendously positive. Think about that. Israel is supposed to have one of the best intelligence agencies in the world. They are the best of the best. They have top-shelf weapons and receive oodles of cash from the U.S. Yet their military fights with such sloppiness that two civilians have to die to kill just one enemy combatant? Number 10, the Israeli skin bank. I've saved the weirdest one for last. Israeli forces have been accused of stealing organs from dead Palestinians. Euromed Human Rights Monitor says it has documented the confiscation of dozens of dead bodies from the Al-Shifa and Indonesian hospitals in northern Gaza. Alongside others in the south, medical professionals claim that they have found vital organs such as livers, kidneys, cochleas, and corneas missing. The organization also alleges that Israel exhumed bodies from a mass grave in a courtyard in Al-Shifa. Israel has denied organ harvesting, claiming the allegations are anti-Semitic. But organ harvesting accusations are not new. Israel has the world's largest skin bank, and it's long been speculated that Israel is filling that bank with organs from Palestinians. These allegations go way back. Israeli doctor and anthropology expert Dr. Mira Weiss claims from 1996 to 2002 she witnessed the organ harvesting. CNN published a report in 2008 that showed Israel was the largest global center for illegal organ trafficking. The report laid bare Israel's killing of Palestinians to steal their internal organs, going as far to trade them in an illegal international network. In 2016, Israeli newspaper Haaretz reported that Israel had lost dozens of bodies of Palestinian martyrs. On an interesting side note, Israel is the only country that holds the bodies of martyrs in mass graves. This leads many to speculate what is actually happening with all those bodies that Israel is holding on to. Although you've probably not heard any of these 10 items on the mainstream media, it is still an important part of the Israel-Hamas war. So ask yourself, why won't the mainstream media tell you these things? Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next week for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Brighton Social, and Truth Social.